You're listening to TechNest, the PropTech Podcast. In each episode, you'll hear from PropTech founders, investors, and industry veterans on how they're using tech to change the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. Discover market opportunities, interesting data, growth tactics, and trends driving the industry forward. This isn't just another podcast about making money in real estate. This is about how we live. And now your host, Nate Smoyer. Hey, Annie. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. You're calling me from the very famous house that's been in movies and, <laughs> and commercials. Yes. That I, that I think that's where you're recording. Can you can you name any of the... I know I'm putting you on the spot. Can you name any of the commercials or movies that your house has been featured in? Yes. So uh, it was recently in a Super Bowl ad for Visa um, where someone was cutting someone else's hair on our front porch. That was a shot. So And it was in the Super Bowl. Uh, it was in an Uber commercial where someone just brought food up to the front. Um, and then it's been in a couple of political ads. Clearly you can, you can get the, the point. Oh, and it was recently in a, um, it was monster.com or some of the, like the job sites. Anyway, everyone wants to see the outside. So we have to be really careful because people want to put their political signs in our front yard and show that we are on some political side or another. So I have to be like, what is, what is that about right there? <laughs> Well, we're not going to talk about uh, this, despite the intro here. This is not about how you get your homes featured in movies or commercials. Uh, I've got Annie Sloan, the CEO of The Host Co., a startup that connects local amenities and services to short-term rentals. We're going to talk more about what that means. Something I was very excited uh, when, when we got connected because I've been going down many different paths in the businesses and service opportunities. And, you know, for everyone listening, you know, Annie and I were on the phone the first time or, or doing a Google meet and she's telling me some of her ideas. I'm like, holy crap. Like I built out something like this similar a few months ago and I'm not going that path anymore, but you've, you've taken it like to another degree where I knew it could go and you're already doing it. And so I'm actually really excited to, to delve into the host co before we go too far with that, your background, is it real estate, hospitality? Talk to me a little bit about how you end up uh, starting this business focused on the, the short-term rental, vacation rental market. Yeah. I mean, it is a, a little bit wild, as I'm sure many people that you talk to that come to entrepreneurship, especially in tech, um, how, I, how I got here into hospitality. So background um, about me, prior to the Host Co., I was a creative director at Facebook. And prior to that, I was a creative director at Twitter. Uh, they both have new names. Both of those companies are not named that anymore, but I can't, I can't do it. Right. Um, so I'm coming from a tech background. Uh, prior to that, I've been embedded as a creative lead at Airbnb at Google. So I've been in the Bay area for a long time in tech. Uh, and throughout all of that, I've been a short-term rental host. Uh, I've been a short-term rental host in San Francisco in the kind of earlier days of Airbnb when I just wanted to go travel, you know, and have someone stay at my apartment. Um, so I've long been in tech, but also been, um, uh, a short-term rental host 
and also done many things with properties such as put them on in movies and TV, essentially. Um, some other background about that is I, prior to being a creative director, I was in film and TV and I was a producer director for HGTV. Um, so I can flip a house in like 10 minutes. I mean, most of that stuff's fake. As, <laughs> as you all probably, or I hope you know, you know, when they say, oh, this costs $4,000 to remodel this house. That's because all the products are free and all the labor was free. You know, <laughs> so the $400 is like floor tape. And that's all, that's all you get for that. that was amount, there any right? particular show that you worked on or was it like all of them? Yeah, I worked on uh, Curb Appeal for a long time. I worked on Landscape Smart. I worked on Design to Sell, Design on a Dime, Find Your Style, and probably some wow. other little. Yeah, but yeah. those Curb Appeal was my main was my main gig. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. everyone's got. I mean, there is always this uh, like it never works like that. But then <laughs> at the same time, you know, everyone can't be thinking that because the the introduction of how to flip a home and the appeal of it and showing the upside and the potential fun. Cause it definitely showed yeah. a lot of fun on those shows. Yeah. Uh, it, that absolutely influenced a wave of consumers saying, you know, wait, maybe we could do this. Let's go ahead yeah. and risk all we have and see <laughs> what happens. Um, you know, but it is what it is. That, that, that's a very interesting and uh, totally um, one of the most unique entryways into prop tech. I think I've I've heard up to this point. So let, let's let's dive a little bit into specifics on the host co. Uh, you know, I described it as you know what initially I was asking you is is it messaging? Is it just upsells? So like, bring me up to speed here. Really, what is the app and what is it solving for in the market? That was kind of the hole that you recognized. Uh, yeah, so the Host Co. enables a property manager or an owner to create a store for their rental, like almost like a mini market, right? That's a website. Uh, and share that store with their guests right after they book. So, hey, so thanks so much for booking. We're so excited to have you. If you'd like any local services or amenities, check out our store. And in that store, we have already vetted um, all of the local services in your area. And we're in a few hundred cities at this point, um, chef massage, baby equipment rental. Um, and then that builds on from there with things like late checkout, early check-in, um, and any vendors that you have, if your sister is a portrait photographer and everyone wants their photo on the beach, their matching family photos, you can mm -hmm. connect her. So it's essentially creating an ecosystem of services for your rental. Um, and, why we created that so much of that is our guests, my co-founder, uh, founded a property, man a large property management company. Um, mm -hmm. your guests are asking the same question every week, right? And they're asking you these questions that often you're not solving, which is, or it takes you a while to solve. Where can I get a massage? Hey, we're having a special event. Is there, is there like a hibachi guy you can recommend? Um, can we get a late checkout? Uh, can we get a mid-state clean? Or if they're staying for a longer amount of time, hey, we want a Peloton rental. Do you know where we could get all of those things? So it's essentially uh, in about 30 seconds, building a store for you. And then mm -hmm. you as the property manager get um, about 10% of all of the sales of those items or more. So it's adding revenue while it's answering all of these questions that your guests are already asking you. It makes a ton of sense. And so like, this is something like we, we were talking about a little pre-show and, and obviously before, but like just the early check-in, check-out. Like th this has happened to me before where it's like, oh, I can't go to the hotel or I can't go to the, my, 
my if I've gotten an Airbnb and probably like a, on a group, I can't go there because I got off my flight. Yeah. And I, I have to, uh, it's just, I happened to book an earlier flight. It's just the way it worked out. And now I've got three hours to kill. And do I really want to go sit at the cafe with my luggage or do I really want to sit at the airport, which now, now the lounges kind of kick you out. I think like there's only a few lounges that really let you just kind of live there. Right. And, you know, so early check-in obviously makes sense. It's usually not that much of an upgrade, but also like the convenience factor here of like, I can just go, I can unwind, I'm in, I'm yeah. there. This is perfect. Or late checkout. And it's nominal, if you, especially if you're doing like a longer weekend or that sort of thing. And this kind of helps it be a little bit more seamless, right? So I don't have to go back and forth in the Airbnb app. I don't have to like get a hold of the person. You know, it's not like trying to PayPal on the side or something like that. Like you guys take care of the whole transaction all the way through. Yeah, we automate it. So your guests can, um, in your store, request a late checkout. There's no ever, I just bought something, right? Um, your guests can say, hey, I'm interested in a late checkout on this day at this time. Um, mm-hmm. Here's my credit card information. And then we ping you, property manager, and say, hey, would you approve this or deny it? Um, and you can also let it sit there for seven days if you don't know, right? If you you don't know if you're going to have a booking, you can let it sit for a couple of days. And then when you say, great, approved, it automatically pings your guests and says, great, that's approved. Here's your new checkout time. Yeah. So it's automating the whole system and making it so that not only are you not going, let's say it's Airbnb, going in, setting up some invoice, checking your PayPal, checking your messages. If you're me, um, your guest is going to text you at 11 p.m. when you're out to finally out to dinner or to bar with your spouse, right? And you're going to go, oh, yeah, cool. And then you're going to, one, forget about it, or the next day be like, which one was that? Which listing was that from? Right? Um, instead of just, um, you can also just text them the link to your store, to that exact yeah. product, and say, here you go. And they do it through Apple Pay, Google Wallet, credit card, and it's just done. So it's yeah. automating that whole system. And I think a really important part of the late checkout, early check-in, there's some debate of like, oh, I should offer it for free. Well, one, you're spending your time doing it as a property manager or host, right? Two- Somebody's spending time doing it. Somebody's spending time. Yeah. And our system also enables so that your guests can request it directly to your cleaner. So you don't even have to ask your cleaner. Your cleaner will say, yeah, I'm available early or I'm available late or there's no turnaround. So it can can send that request to both of you. But um, full service hotels make about- 30 to 35% of all of their revenue on amenities and upgrades. Wow. That's insane, right? So, oh, I want to offer it for free. Of course you can. If you feel like you can take the time to offer it for free, do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have um, we have a property manager in Michigan who has a bunch of cabins around a lake. She is consistently getting paid over $10,000 a month from the host co., for offering primarily just late checkout, early check-in, and firewood sales. And she's like, wow. this money was already here. I was already doing these things. And now I have this new revenue stream. So um, it is definitely worth it. I would, of course, I'm going to say that, but it is worth it. Yeah, that that's that's amazing and good for her. Yeah. It sounds like she's got quite the destination. People really want to be there. Yeah. And then now you're just, you're making the stay even that much easier you know, more convenient for everyone else offering that. Let's talk about some of the more fancier things and like booking a photographer. Talk to me about some of the logistics as to why this normally can't happen. And like how this like 
just simplifies things here because I know some of this. We went through this. Uh, one of my my partners, we have cabins in Hocking Hills in Ohio, and you know he he was visiting here in South Dakota, and he's like going back and forth. Like we're out to dinner, and he's like going back and forth with someone who like wants to do like an engagement shoot, right? So then we have to like coordinate with them and coordinate with the photographer and then make sure like they wanted i think they wanted to check in early so then we still had to coordinate with the cleaners it was like it was a big mess it was a big mess which by the way i I, just so you know and this was not i was not paid for this i get no affiliate commissions for this but i did just confirm we have created an account on the host co and i think that we are going to be integrating this so we can solve this problem moving forward but talk to me a little bit more about like what you've seen and how this has really changed some of the you know the ability for even mom pop offers to like go to the next level and really professionalize their operations. Yeah. I mean, what, what you said is so spot on good technology is going to solve a problem that people are already, they're already doing this activity, but it is just a pain in the bleep. So essentially what we can do uh, with a store is there's a little tile that says two hour family photography session, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Your guest says, Oh, I want that. They are then going to say, here's my name, here's my phone number, here's my email, here's the time I want this, here's the date I want it. And that request is going to go directly to that photographer. Yeah. Uh, that photographer is going to say, yes, I can do it, or no, I can't do it. Or they can say, I, I need a different date. But generally, let's say they say yes. Um, as soon as they say yes, we unlock all of that guest information directly to the photographer. So here's their name, phone number, email, here's their additional notes, um, here's what time they want reach out to them directly to finish this instance. So instead of previously what happened is, first of all, guests don't, people don't read. I mean, I know from working at lots of companies, like people don't like to read. They don't like to read. This is why we have UI UX designers because words don't matter. (laughs) They don't matter. Oh my gosh. Um, Four letters, right? That's it. But um, (laughs) your guest is going to text you ahead of time. Hey, we're looking for a photographer for this thing. You're going to get back to them. They're going to get back to you and say, oh, that person, uh, they're out of town. Do you know someone else, right? Um, That second person, they're going to go, oh, I think I got their phone number wrong, right? And then they're going to go, wait, how much is it? And all of a sudden you're like, well, I've spent six back and forth conversations with this guest of something that I have no monetary incentive. I mean, I'm a good host. Yeah, yeah. Just eliminating or automating all of that, even the Mm -hmm. payment aspect of it. So that, so we had a, um, a property manager in Temecula, California. She has a, like a wine country estate and her, she had her, her guest made our, our largest sale that we've seen. And it was $3,600. One guest bought $3,600 in amenities. And it was four massages. It was like a girl's weekend, four massages, a chef's dinner for eight and a late checkout. And the property manager emailed us and was like, wait, Cause it was $3,600. So she made, because it was vendors that we recommended and not her own vendors, but um, okay. I just made $360 while I was sleeping and I don't have to do anything. And we're like, yeah, that's the whole point is you just automate it out of your way. Right. Yep. Wow. Good for them. That's <laughs> nice. And then uh, obviously the stay, right. I mean, they were, it sounds like a, this must be a much nicer home or place uh, that they were, yeah. they were, they were ponying up there. Made this raise the prices, <laughs> but, I know. but that that's amazing. So they bought thirty six hundred dollars, thirty six hundred dollars stuff. I mean, that so that that probably could be like a whole nother nightly rental, but you're yeah, no additional totally. expenses to it. You know that sort of thing. That's a that's 
that's pretty incredible to to hear of like one person doing it. I'm curious here, you know, your background in you know in TV and design, and of course working at big tech. Um, is it okay to call it big tech? Is is Meta counts as big tech, right? It's like one of the biggest. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So, how has that shaped your approach into building a new product? You know, I think what I have seen so far, like you guys have very user-friendly type interface. It's not very technical oriented on the front. I'm sure there's more behind the scenes, but like really how's your experience in two different, two very different worlds coming together uh, shaped how you approach and building out this product? So we built the host co with this mantra in mind, your guests are either tired or drunk or both, (laughs) which means we are absolutely design forward, visually forward, right? It's kind of true. I mean, maybe when they wake up, but they're tired, you know, they're family vacation, whatever it is. Um, we built this mobile first. There's no downloads is the very first thing is my other mantra is apps are going away, which uh, they, some are still there, but unless you absolutely need it, you don't want to download an app mobile right? I'm going to text you a link. I'm going to WhatsApp you a link, especially in remote parts of the world. Mm. You know, send this on a link via WhatsApp. Very, very design forward. And you can use our product, your guest, without reading a single thing, right? It is a, that we have words on there, but it is a visual image with a plus button. Do you want this thing? Um, That has been um, a huge part of what we do. And also designing for mobile because your guest 95, 99% of the time they're going to be on, uh, on their phone. They're not, you know, they're not scanning a QR code on their computer or getting your message. You mean they, they didn't pull out their laptop, sit on the front doorstep hotspot, yeah. and then decide to message the, uh, the owner or manager. Yeah. Yeah. Or do what I do, which is take a photo of the QR code and then figure it out later. So, um, the, the other big part of working, um, for, for Meta and X and and also for Google in particular is, um, so the majority of short-term rental hosts, when we looked at what we did before we even built a product is looked at the communities that are doing this, is the majority of short-term rental hosts are female and over 40. So in the US, it's like- I didn't like, know that. Yeah, it's, um, I think it's 52 or 54. It changes every year via Airbnb. In a lot of mm-hmm. other countries, it's 70%, 80% because you have- kind of the retired grandmas doing running the hospitality cooking and clean they're doing it themselves in many places but even the u.s um it is female focused and the fastest growing demographic of hosts is women over 60. uh so when we looked at how people twitter lied to me that is not what it looks like on twitter (laughs) definitely not on twitter that's not the market on twitter right um (laughs) Uh, but even in our online communities, we have about 20,000 hosts in our Instagram group. It is 73% female. Um, so, and that's, you know, you're going to, again, in the U S it's going to be close to 50, 50. I think it's 53% this year is, is, but we're designing this for, um, an extreme for easy to use, uh, for a clientele who might not be as open to trying new technologies. Right. So again, very visually focused and very easy to onboard and use. So it takes like, I think two minutes to make a store and 30 seconds to share with your guest. Good for you. Um, you, you come from companies that have obviously cracked the code on viral marketing. And you just said like 
you've you've got close to I'm looking at it now, so I see like seventeen thousand on Instagram, but you have several different social channels. Mm-hmm. What have you been doing to drive growth and awareness to to be able to accomplish that? Because you know anybody builds seventeen thousand followers on Instagram. I don't care who you are, uh, unless you got lucky on like one mega viral thing, which is pure luck. It doesn't look like it is that way. Like there's some sort of recipe or like system or repeatability. Like what 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 is it that's driving this growth for you guys? Yeah. I wish I could say it was dancing, but it's not dancing. <laughs> um, it's, it's value. So even before we had a product, uh, my co-founder and I, who are longtime short-term rental hosts, and he built this big property management company, just mm-hmm. saying, here's what we've learned. Just almost like we would talk to a friend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, here's five mistakes I made, right? Um, here are our favorite outdoor amenities that are not a pool. Because a pool is a huge pain, but um, also you can't afford a pool, right? So we built that by posting consistently and talking about what we know. Uh, And that, I think, um, resonated so much before we even had a product that we were going to say, hey, check out our product, right? We also knew that uh, what we are doing is somewhat of a new consumer behavior. Everyone's doing it already. That's the great thing. People are like, oh, yeah, I tried to do that. Or I set out something and I sent out something that said PayPal me. And then I end up with three texts being like, oh, I got your PayPal wrong. Oh, what's this, you know, back and forth. Um, so what we're doing is we're upgrading an existing behavior, but we knew we couldn't just come out with that and say, use our thing, use our thing. So for, I think, a year, we were just talking about what we learned before we even started talking about our product. I think that's an important, like, there's a lot of value and uh, that's a really great lesson for a lot of other founders. I talk to founders a lot. Um, at least once a week, typically, for the show. But oftentimes, I find that not every founder is very outgoing or wants to be in the social high, you know, spotlight. They don't want to be on stage. And you know, as 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 someone who leads marketing and builds marketing teams, like for me, I'm like always like dying on the inside. I'm like, ah, you are my product. As like, yeah. like you're half my product. Like I've got to get you out there. I want to feature you. I want to talk about all the things I can see. Uh, but I think that there's something in there, like founders, you know, especially who have the idea and they have the vision, there's so much to unlock. And if you can, if you can put aside, I don't want to see myself out there and just put it aside for a little bit, it can, it can connect so much better than trying to force it. If it was just through a brand of, you know, I'm seeing the videos, like you're in a bunch of the videos of like talking about what you guys know, it's not just a bunch of like canvas still slideshows you know, yeah. saying it like it's coming from a person from a position of experience and people are going to more closely relate to it. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of um, a value there for, for people to think about. Yeah. I'm going to shift here a little bit. Let's talk about something a little bit unstable. Throw some curveballs at you here. Short-term rental industry has uh, had what a year, right? Earlier yeah. this year, it went, it went viral on Twitter because one guy posted up that like the whole industry was going to crash and we're going to have this influx mm-hmm. of inventory flood the market New York City implemented uh, some pretty strict regulations that they don't even have the infrastructure following up with and policing. And I think it led to like, like delisting of like tens of thousands of Airbnb properties, like almost literally overnight, yeah. uh, you know, when, when they did that. Does any of that concern you? Is that, a, a, do you see that? Or like, have you looked at that and said like, hey, this might be a threat to our business or do you see that, hey, this isn't going to directly impact us for whatever reason? 
Um, the interesting thing that we have seen uh, is that people are still renting in those areas, but they're renting differently. They're either renting midterm or they're renting on next door or they're renting, you know, so people Wait, are just what? doing things. Yes. Isn't that wild? Um, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, next door. Yeah. Yeah. There's oh. an article that came out about that today. I think it's in the New York times actually about how people have moved their rentals and changed their rentals um, to 30 day rentals or more. Um, and for us, the, the interesting thing and the kind of the great thing for us is that midterm stays also need amenities. They just need slightly different amenities. So listening to what your guests want. So I've switched my short-term rentals in Joshua tree to uh, furnished finder to midterm stay. I still do other short-term stuff, but uh, my guests are still asking me for a, for a cleaner every week. Um, and I don't want to coordinate with the cleaner when they can be there or not. So I'm going to charge it through my store and I'm going to make a portion of that, right? Instead of marking oh, it up. That's so brilliant. Yeah. It's really, um, can I, where can you find a dog walker? Hey, we want a Peloton rental for three months. Um, we're still looking for a, um, for a, uh, personal trainer for the two months we're here. So particularly for, for people who are coming for 35 days or 42 days, they don't want to take the time to find all these things and go through a bunch of Yelp reviews. So essentially what you're doing is saying, I've recommended these products and they're already here for you. And then you're still getting a specific cut of it. Again, yeah, obviously late checkout, early check-in, that's not going to be as important. Uh, luggage, you know, luggage storage in a city, which we used to see more of, we see less of. But if you offered me, if I'm going to go do a course away from my family for six weeks in another city, and mm -hmm. you're offering me right when I book, fresh flower delivery every week or a uh, dog walker every week, things like that. I'm going to say yes, because it's going to make me also just enjoy that experience more. Yeah. My, my head went right to laundry services. Yes. Like for yeah. workforce housing or even traveling nurses or something along those lines of like, just do, you know, pick up delivery laundry services yeah. uh, would make a ton of sense. Yeah. We have that. Um, we have an incredible partner here in the Bay area that does uh, same day in the morning and it takes picks it and drops it off at night. And they, much like a hotel, you, they keep the big bag for it. It's called the family laundry. They keep it in the closet. So if someone orders it, the bag's already there and they can just set it on the front door. Got it. it you, you, so you mentioned some of like the style of stays, whether like short or midterm, but like, what about locations? Do you see adoption uh, concentrated in any particular areas or is this something that you're seeing really across the board adoption? We're seeing much higher sales, like larger basket size and more sales in vacation destinations. Uh, okay. And that is because people are on vacation. They are time poor and cash rich. They're like, yeah, I'll splash out on a $200 massage and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, whatever else. And yeah, you want to go snowshoeing? We can get, we can have, um, we have companies that will drop off rental equipment, right? And sign the thing or, oh yeah, we need a golf cart for a week on this island in Florida, right? Um Urban rentals, we were already seeing much uh, fewer sales in urban destinations anyway. So that mm -hmm. midterm is actually kind of helpful for us. Um, but that's where you're going to find someone, anyone who's like, oh, I'm here for two days. Whatever it is, I want to buy it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean obviously that, make, that makes sense. I was just like, oh, man, yeah, I've got so many ideas, but I'm trying not to keep this all about, hey, how do we do <laughs> this better in our business? Um, but I'm going to go ahead and I want to trans, uh, transition this here. We're going to jump down into the two bottom segments of the show. 
Uh, the first one I like to call for the future. That's when I get to ask each guest who comes to the show to give their best predictions based on the following four questions. Annie, are you ready to play? Uh, I'm ready to play. <laughs> okay, let's do this. First one here. What does the host code look like one year from now? Oh, that is um, quite easy to answer because we are opening in Europe. Uh, in February, we are actually doing a partnership with the Tourism Board of Portugal uh, because our service, it is web-based and it is on Stripe, which means it works in any language and very soon it will work in any currency. And you have these really small, um, you know, pensione or the guy that lives above his, you know, his fish shop or whatever. And that's the place he's renting. He has zero technology. So what we're doing with uh, the tourism board is saying this is a really easy to use technology for someone who has a cell phone and who then can offer things to their guests without a, a language exchange. And for mm -hmm. us, uh, opening first in Portugal, and then we'll probably do other areas of Europe, our greater mission is um, bringing more money to those very to those small business hospitality hosts internationally where... Um, you know, the, there might be a huge competition for $30 a night. Everyone's got $30 a night places. But once your guest is there, they will buy your grandkids handicrafts and a water bottle and a sun hat and breakfast. And they'll end up spending 3x what they spent on your place um, mm -hmm. in that space. So to round that out also, um, the World Cup is in Portugal and Spain in 2030. So we are just focusing on getting open in Europe to help prepare, you know, get the ground settled for that huge tourism in the future. Got it. Number two here on For the Future, are we more likely to see an expansion or contraction of the number of STRs in the U.S. over the next three years? Why? That's an interesting one. You know, there's this narrative around Airbnb that they're crashing or that they're going down. But if you look at their earnings, their Q3 earnings for 2023 were incredible. Mm -hmm. So I think they're just kind of trying to stay out of the spotlight. Um, I think we will see more um a lot more midterm there's so many midterm companies coming up and more um and more uh exchange type housing where you see the regulations uh so airbnb it might not mean exchange be... housing yeah so there's companies like i think kindred and any place companies where mm, uh, it's yeah. more of a i can stay there or uh, companies like Blue Ground as well, where it's it's short-term uh, apartments that are kind of ready for workers as well. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think that uh, STR, the short-term rentals, is ever going to be like it was during COVID, where it just went insane, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But I think it's just going to be a diversification of the way of how we, how, of OTAs, of those booking channels. Got it. Number three here, what's one industry trend you think will continue, but you wish would go away? <laughs> um, that I wish would go away. Okay, well, I'll tell you a trend that I love and I kind of hate. Okay, so wellness. The wellness. So if you look at the way uh, hotel, so we map much of what we do to uh, hotel amenities. So okay. we're not that interested in experiences, right? Um, and also we're not going to offer you bungee jumping when you're going to Napa for a romantic weekend. Like that's not our gig, right? We look at what hotels sell and we map uh, what your store or your offerings often to that because that's what's going to sell best and what people want. It's Wellness proven. has overtaken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
in many places, oh, wellness has overtaken food and Bev, particularly if you don't have a bar, right? Um, isn't that crazy? So wellness, the spend on wellness, massage, yoga, Reiki, um, is growing and growing and growing. And people Hold are- t- Does pickleball court count as wellness? Because I hear that's the newest that's uh, physical. amenity trend. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, physical wellness, mental wellness, spiritual wellness is a big category uh, that is also growing quickly in in um, in travel in general, which um, all of those things we see reflected in stores. So or in sales as well. Like if you go to Joshua Tree, uh, we're already going to import a Reiki healer, a sound bath, a you know a private yoga instructor, and probably something else. Right. Um, wow. So I think that's going to keep growing for sure, mm-hmm. particularly people, spiritual wellness. That's great. You know, have your whole vacation. We had a, um, a listing that rebranded as a wellness destination by just using host co-amenities. They didn't have anything on site. They had like, oh, you one yoga mat. And all of a sudden they're like, we're a wellness destination, which is good for them, right? Um, so that I love. I think it can tip, particularly in California, it tips a little too far into too much woo-woo. Uh, and where it's going to need to be reined in a little bit. So love it, hate it. There it is. All right. The final one here on for the future. What's one thing you believe will dramatically change or fade away in real estate as a result of tech advances? Um, certainly AI, um, is taking over. I think it has a long way to go in terms of co-hosting. I would not trust an AI co-host at this okay. point to answer my, when my guest says, Hey, the, like, there's no hot water. Mm-hmm. I do not mm-hmm. trust AI at this point, but it is rapidly improving. Um, we see a lot of remote co-hosting now, um, which then is just going to go further and further into AI. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm curious when we're going to get there because even if you, anyone who uses AI, you know, you'll say, make me a video and you'll be like, what in the world? Like, this is uncanny valley, right? Uh, we're not there yet. But my guess is that it will take over most guest communications eventually. I actually, I'm really bullish on this area. And I think that there's actually some really simple ways um, that you can safeguard yourself against some, I'll call it crazy hallucinations of AI. You know, but like one of the easiest thing is, is like, you know, for instance, like we use Hostway, you know, we had Hostway on the mm-hmm. show here uh, a few months back, Marcus, and um, you can you can actually just have all of your messages. You can probably set up you can set up a Zapier and have all your messages archived in a Google Sheet. And uh, I I did this, yeah. So you create create your own database on how you talk, how you answer things, and answers to all of questions about your property uh and all the information about it and what you can over time you know for those who are like nervous about the ai piece i would encourage people to switch right just closely monitor all your messages but also archive all of them and where there's one that's wrong you know remove it from being a a reference yeah uh and so you you know it is some sort of there is some work to it but i mean if you did that for a year you know uh, on your property you're 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 gonna have I think a, a pretty simple database to train, you know your AI. And assuming most people are just using you know OpenAI uh, with some sort of like uh, webhook or Zapier connection, 
but you're going to train it and it's going to be able to answer those questions. And so then, you know, you do have concierge while sleeping on basic needs and, and questions around the property. You know, I could think of the first one is like common troubleshooting for the hot tub. I'm pretty sure someone yeah. out there has put the whole user manual into something in a digital format. Yeah. And more than likely you can get that trained into your AI assistant. So it would have that as a database to pull from and be able to answer questions about how does the dang thing work? Cause I can't get the jets work. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, but I, I, I hear you. There's some hesitation there, but I, I think um, we're going to get there sooner than, than not for sure. All right, Annie, last three. These are questions more about you specifically. So our listeners get to know you just a bit better. First one, what are you reading? Um, what I am reading. Oh, this great book. I'm going to look on my phone right now. Um, it is about productivity, but it takes an opposite. It's called 4,000 weeks time management for mortals. Oh, and it talks about at the very top of the book, that the average lifespan, if you're, if it's 80 years now, it's going to be longer is 4,000 weeks. That is, is, yeah. Yeah. I have to That's, pull up the calculator. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is what I just, so that is so short and the way that you are using your time, um, is, is not, it, you know, it's just a different, um, perspective on time management. Hmm. Yeah. And, and quality of life. Number two, who are you learning from? Um, I am learning from, that's a very good question. I'm learning a lot from my kids. I'm learning a lot of patience. Um, <laughs> I'm learning a lot of, uh, of, uh, uh, being unreactive. I think so much of being a good leader is being calm, uh, yes. throughout, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're surfing the, the ocean. You're not surfing the wave. Um, and that has been. Uh, that is something that I've definitely learned. I have small children is not being reactive has been so, I am so much better at it than I was two years ago. That's awesome. Last one here. What inspires you? Um, certainly travel inspires me. I mean, it's endless, right? The world. I have lived a lot of my life and travel all around the world and I, that is something that helps me stay motivated is when I'm going to get to that next goal post, right? You obviously always need goals, but, um, mm-hmm. when are we going on this next trip and what's that going to look like is, um, it's, it's a good, not a cure for burnout, but it it's, you have to have really something to look forward to that is not a work goal in your life or you're mm-hmm. going to burn out. I appreciate that. Annie, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I uh, really appreciate uh, your time and getting a chance to learn about the host co. And I'm personally very excited about what you guys are building. I think that this is a, a really interesting uh, solution to just the common pains and problems that hosts and managers are experiencing on a regular basis uh, that can improve the guest experience. Before we close out, for those who want to get in touch with you and or learn more about the host co, where do they go and how do they do that? So uh, anyone can go to www.thehost.com dot co uh you can also find us on instagram at the host company um and 
schedule some time. We can do one-on-ones with, with anyone here. And we look forward to asking your questions, things like what is the weirdest thing someone has ever sold? Uh, what is the most expensive thing? A single item. We love answering those questions. So please uh, book some time with us. All right, before we go, I'm going to have to then press into this because you told me one thing that I thought was pretty cool. The the, (laughs) the beer burrow? Yeah, a a property manager connected their vendor, uh, which is beer burrows, that is donkeys that walk around the property with saddlebags full of beer. And you have to like, I mean, I don't think they run very fast. You get your cold beer out of their saddlebags. And if I was a bachelor, I mean, I had I had to look it up to be like, is this legal? Like, is this an okay thing to do? Right. Um, you've got a bachelor party with 10 dudes. Of course they're all going to put in for that. And then what that also becomes is they take photos of it. That's a marketing stream for your rental and also becomes an edge for your rental. But that kind of thing, anything that you can do, um, that is interesting enough to email people about, check out what we have. It becomes also a rebooking stream. That's not just a discount, right? It's like, Oh, we'll decorate seasonally. Or we have a mobile tattoo artist for the week of Coachella, which we already had. We also had to make sure was legal to do, but in California, it's legal in other States. It's it's legal. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Annie, this has been a lot of fun for those listening. You want to get those links. They're always available. Technest.io. Of course, subscribe to the newsletter. So you get new episodes, as well as my marketing articles and a curation of prop tech news on a weekly basis. A lot of fun. We'll see you around, Annie. Wonderful. Thanks, Nate. Thanks for listening to TechNest, the prop tech podcast. Find all the links and resources mentioned in this episode on technest.io. You can get future episodes delivered to your ears directly by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other major podcast apps. Follow TechNest on social media to stay up to speed on new developments, resources, and announcements in PropTech. Your support is greatly appreciated. There's two ways you can directly support this podcast. Share episodes you find interesting and then leave a review of the show in the App Store. From Nate and the TechNest team, thanks for listening.